What's up, everybody, and welcome to a special bonus episode of Land Parties from the Las Vegas Review Journal. I am your host, Lucas Egan, and Ryan Smith and I had a chance to talk to Giacomo Gianniotti, the voice of Hawkeye in Marvel's Avengers, a little over a week ago. And so we've been saving this interview to time it with the release of the DLC, and we hope you enjoy it. And now comes to the really fun part of the show. We are super excited. You know him as Hawkeye in Marvel's Avengers, whose DLC is about to drop. We are joined today by Giacomo Gianniotti. Giacomo, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. I'm excited. We are both super excited for this. You know, Avengers is a game that we hit heavy and hard when it first launched. Mm -hmm. And I know that that... It's it's just so cool, and it's so cool that they're with all the extra stuff that they're starting to add. So let me start this. When did Hawkeye come onto your radar, and what was that process like to land this role? Yeah, um, I, I had been wanting to work with these guys for a long time, and I'm such a huge fan of Square Enix, even before when, when they were Square Soft many years ago when I was a kid. And this was a big game. You know, there hadn't really been an Avengers mm-hmm. game um, there had been, you know, video games with different types of Avengers and like, you know, Spider-Man and things like that, but a true, you know, everybody together Avengers game hadn't really been made. And so this was an exciting kind of first step into that. And I had originally been given a different, uh, character in the game, but, um, the role was too large and my, my schedule was too, too busy with, with Grey's Anatomy. And so, First, I was sad that I wasn't going to be a part of it, but then the people at Square Enix came back saying, we have another character that is a, a lesser commitment, but a, a really great uh, you know, fan favorite character. Would you be interested in playing Hawkeye? And I was like, oh my God, I would, I would love to play Hawkeye. I think he's amazing and, and definitely a favorite of mine as well. And so it was great. So then we just started you know, putting the plans together to, to find the time and carve out the time with my schedule to, to slowly chip away at this role. Uh, for this DLC. And um, it's an exciting, you know, character and chapter in, in the game. And I think what they're doing in terms of, you know, instead of creating all these sequels to these games, which has been sort of the model uh, before now, but creating a game that can continue to reinvent itself, release downloadable content, and just a game that can keep giving um, is, is a really cool new model, I think, for gaming that I hope maybe other games will will also follow suit. Yeah, definitely agree with that. It certainly adds to like that value that you feel like you're getting initially and, right. and it adds to that experience. You know, I'm always interested because Hawkeye has obviously seen his fair share of iterations in a lot of different mediums. How much of that do you pull in and what were you looking to interject to kind of like set this Hawkeye apart? I think, um, and I've been talking about this all day, so it's very fresh <laughs> in my mind. Um, the thing about Hawkeye that I love so much in all the research I was doing on him, you know, getting ready to play him is that I don't think there really exists another superhero or certainly an Avenger that is more relatable than Hawkeye because everybody else has some kind of superhuman ability and superpowers. They fly, they shoot webs from their wrists. They have laser beams coming out of their hands all these amazing, you know, superpowers and Hawkeye is just really good with a bow and is an incredible athlete. 
Right. Yeah, have any kind of like invincibility. If he gets knocked down, he's going to the hospital. He's not getting back up and dusting himself off. You know what I mean? Um, so that's the thing that always inspired me so much about Hawkeye and how he was able to keep company with the rest of the Avengers and, and keep up with these guys who are all kind of superhuman um, and, and still keep up with them. And so um, when he gets knocked down, it hurts. He's got to go to the hospital. You know, he's got an apartment in New York. He's got a dog. Uh, he's not so great at balancing his work uh, with his uh, personal life. <laughs> these are all really kind of relatable things. And I think the more relatable someone is, the more we can find them to be beloved because we can see ourselves in their shoes. And I certainly saw myself in his shoes uh, a lot, you know, not in the Avengers sense, but of like, I have a dog and I used to, you know, have a little apartment on my own and balancing life. And maybe my apartment wasn't the greatest shape. It was a mess. And I had to have a friend or a girlfriend like Kate Bishop come and help me out and, you know, balance my life. And I think their relationship's really fun and, uh, we really drew from um, my life as a weapon in terms of the specific comic book that we were we were referencing for this version. So uh, like you mentioned, there are, of course, many variations, but that was the book that we used as a reference uh, for that specific kind of Hawkeye that we were looking to create. Let me ask you, uh, you know, I know a lot of people uh, know you from Grays and Station 19. What is it like, you know, stepping in, at, you know, putting on the mocap and, and really diving into that character? And, and a lot of times, too, you know, and I don't know, and uh, maybe you could tell us, uh, I don't know if you got to work with the ensemble. Were you working solo? And, and you know, just tell us about that experience. Yeah. So due to COVID, uh, unfortunately, this was a very solo uh, experience, uh, both from the recording and also to the, the motion capture, which I think traditionally probably would have had me doing a lot of the motion capture. But, you know, for safety and separation and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and for a, a lot of our characters uh, in this in this um, video game. I think the, you know, the voice actors were doing a lot of their voice work and then some other, you know, motion capture artists were doing a lot of the physical work to sort of reduce the amount of exposure to COVID and, and, and all of that. So, um, yeah, I, I didn't really get to act alongside or, or meet a lot of my fellow castmates. Um, Ashley, who plays Kate Bishop, who's such a fantastic uh, actress and works a ton, as you guys know, in the voiceover business. You know, there were certain days where, you know, her schedule was a little ahead of mine and therefore I actually had the, the, the pleasure of hearing some of her recordings and got to play off of them, um, which helped me tremendously. And then there were other days where, you know, Ashley, you know, hadn't reached that part, part in the story. And so I didn't have her, her lines, you know, recorded. So I had to sort of just kind of make it up and, and be coached with the director reading them and, and, and so forth. So. It was, uh, I think it was a challenge in that sense, in terms of like every actor would obviously dream to be on a mocap stage with their fellow actors living and breathing in that same space with them. But I think that goes to show how hard and how incredible the work is that, that we do and, you know, how we have to sort of imagine all these insane uh, circumstances in the most artificial of circumstances. So during a pandemic, we all pulled together and we made this game and I'm really proud of it. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited for everybody else to play this DLC. You know, you are obviously no stranger to uh, extremely enthusiastic fan bases with Grey's Anatomy and now Avengers. <laughs> as as an actor, like how do you prepare for that? How do you kind of deal with with that level of fandom? 
Um, I'm excited to receive it, you know, for the video game because, you know, for Grey's Anatomy, it's very different. You know, it's a lot of, you know, young teenage girls and moms who are, you know, eager to see the next episode and to see what, you know, new steamy romance will happen on the show. And, um, you know, for the gaming community, it's a, it's a whole other bag of worms. And, and I'm excited, you know, already I've been receiving you know, tweets and messages on Instagram and stuff like that from small spoilers that have been given out, you know, from, from Square Enix, uh, the, the war table, you know, announcement and all these things. Um, so many people have been sharing their excitement with the, the very little they, they already have been able to get their hands on. And that's, that's been really, um, amazing to see. And the, clearly there's a lot of anticipation around this and, um, and the first of many, you know what I mean? We had Kate, Kate Bishop and Hawkeye. There's going to be more. And so I'm excited for for the fans to continue, like you were saying, having that replay value and, and a longer you know, shelf life for this game that they can continue to have a reason to keep coming back to it. You know, it's interesting because obviously you're a, a veteran now on Grey's Anatomy. If those timelines had been switched, if you were just coming to Andrew DeLuca for the first time now and you had had five or six years playing Hawkeye. What's one area of Hawkeye that you would like to explore more? And what's essential about Andrew that had to be there right from the get-go? Okay, let's slow that question down again. So <laughs> it's a twofold. So, okay. Run that by me again? Yeah, yeah. If your timelines had been switched, so if you had five or six years to explore a Hawkeye, what right. area of his character would you really enjoy taking a deep dive into? And mm -hmm. then conversely, if this was your first time playing Andrew DeLuca, what is essential about his character that needed to be there from your first episode? I think there's um, a couple of parallels. I think, you know, both DeLuca and Hawkeye are, are very, very focused and career driven. you know, um, they're very about their work. They are they take their professionals. They, they take their work very seriously. But on the other side, I think their parallels are also that they, because of that, because they're so, such a focused workaholics, if you will, uh, their personal life can sometimes um, go by the wayside. Their love life can go by the wayside. Um, maybe their their rent, forget uh, <laughs> get paid, <laughs> you know, things like that. So I think there's some, some, some real similarities between those two. Um, in terms of uh, people who are very focused on their jobs and therefore not so focused on their personal lives. When when you approach a role in a game on that has the scale of of Avengers, does that like does that like make the ten year old inside of you just like freak out that that it's setting in that you're a part of this team <laughs> and and you're a part of the M Marvel universe now? It's it, absolutely like I mean I feel like a kid already and and you know to the reason why i wanted to work so much in video games and you know it's been difficult over the years and now i'm, I'm starting to sort of break in slowly and have another game coming out you know later this year is that you know i was always a fan you know what i mean there's a lot of actors that work in the video game space but they're not fans they don't play games and that's that's all right been well nobody ha they don't have to but being a fan of video games yourself and and, and those things when you get the chance to then be a part of creating these games, there's a satisfaction that is just unreal. And like the the little eight-year-old me playing Super Mario or one of like the first Final Fantasies to come out, you know what I mean? Is like freaking out that like I'm a part of these games. Yes. I never imagined that I would be a part of this thing. It's just, it's mind-blowing. 
Um, I can't honestly, I can't wait to, to play Hawkeye. You know, I can't wait to play it, not just because I'm in it, but because I, I'm a, a genuine fan of the franchise and the game. Well, and I love what they're doing, too, because I recently just hopped back on uh, and started playing, you know, going through some of the uh, Kate Bishop story stuff and whatnot. And that was something that we really talked about when this was originally coming out or after it had come out was the fact that this story is so good. And and with it being live service, you know, now they're able to build on this story, introduce new characters. It, it, it I, I think it's it's absolutely fantastic uh, being able to go in and explore and see now uh, these these characters that we're familiar with in this newer uh, or, or almost like this different timeline of uh, the MCU. And uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. I, I'm super excited to play it as well. Uh, I've been enjoying the changes and stuff they've been making. And I think, you know, one of the things that I had asked the the Square Enix team when we started working together was like, you know, if somebody wants to play this storyline, do they have to complete the entire game first? And they mm-hmm. were like, absolutely not. We wouldn't want to, you know, alienate someone by having to do that. The, the whole point of this is that you can jump in at any time. And if you've just started playing the game, and you are only maybe on the first couple of levels and you, you haven't really gotten deep into it, but this new DLC character that's like your favorite character happens to pop on, you can just jump right into playing that. You don't have to like, you know, beat the whole game or, you know, clock all these hours in just to play your favorite character's storyline. So I think that's really cool. It makes it more accessible. When did it start to sink in for you when when you were growing up that games is something that you wanted to be in? Like, when did that shift from something you enjoyed consuming to something you kind of wanted to break into? Well, I think it was, you know, I, I felt like there was a point, especially when I was like probably like 9 to 14, where I was playing way more games than I was movies. So I was still consuming stories. Mm-hmm. I was absolutely still, you know, consuming all of these stories and was interested in storytelling. Um, and had already sort of had the seed planted that I wanted to become an actor, but, um, I was just seeing so many beautiful stories being told in games. And now, I mean, the, the, the writing and the storytelling that's happening in games and you guys clearly sound like gamers. So, you know, um, is, is incredible. I mean, I played Ghost of Tsushima, which was mind blowing. I played The Last of Us, uh, the second one that came out this year. Um, there's just some amazing storytelling happening in games. Um, I'm a fan of the, the Laura Croft uh, Tomb Raider series, which uh, my co-star Camilla Luddington plays um, on Grey's. Um, you know, there's just some really amazing acting and storytelling happening in games. So I, I think it's no surprise that a lot of big actors from Hollywood are coming over and doing games because they recognize that the writing has really come a long way. Yeah, and we've talked about that too, just how video games in general have matured as we have grown up, you know, yeah. uh, and it's incredible. Yeah, it's not just like Street Fighter and Pac-Man anymore. Like we're really like doing big, big storytelling in games. And, and you know, I was also talking in another uh, interview about, um, you know, representation, you know, has been a big talk in Hollywood. And that's also, you know, happening a lot in, in the gaming world, which is amazing to see as well. Uh, and inclusivity, you know, what we're doing with the accessibility right now with all the technology, people who are, who are deaf or blind or have different, you know, disabilities, people are breaking their brains in the tech world to figure out how we can include those people so that they can also benefit from these games and that we can tap into new audiences and new demographics. And I think it's it's really I applaud them for 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 making these big leaps to help other players join this community. 
since you've been able to be a part of these different mediums, when you look at like each of them now, what are the biggest strengths to storytelling in video games that you see? And is there an area that you think gaming can learn from film and TV to, to make their storytelling even stronger? I mean, I, I actually think that games have the upper upper edge and upper advantage because mm-hmm. you have almost any, any actor who, who's ready to want to play these games. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of them, you know, now are, are being made into um, real TV shows or, <laughs> or film. You know what I mean? And it's no accident. They're seeing the success. They're seeing the numbers. They're seeing the sales. And they're saying, wow, this is a massive franchise. If we turn this into a TV show or a movie, there is clearly a massive fan base that will show up and buy movie tickets. You know what I mean? They're seeing that this is a huge viable business that is making tons of money and, uh, and that it can translate really easily to screen. I think where gaming has the kind of competitive edge is that opposed to in films having to do special effects or figuring out what they can pull off in special effects in gaming, everything is special effects. Everything is animated. There's it's limitless. There's nothing you can't do. Um, so the sky is the limit, which I think is a really exciting thing for game developers is that there's no limitations. Whereas like a normal director filmmaker might be like, uh, that's ambitious. Could we ever pull that off? Would it look real? Would it look cheesy? Is the technology there yet? But in gaming, it's, it's sky's the limit. You know what I mean? And, and also with actors, you know, me being a, you know, white, 30-year-old male, there's a, only a range of things that I can play, right? But in the mm-hmm. voice and video game world, I can play a dragon, I can play a spider, I can play a superhero, I can play a troll, I can play a million things. There's no limit on because of what I look like, what I can play. So even in right. that world, I mean, the gaming world is just such a bigger, um, actors just have such a bigger palette to play with because they get to play characters that they wouldn't in their wildest dreams, be able to play on screen. Well, let me ask you too, because I know you have, uh, I know in 2013, you were in a game called Time Tremors. You played Mr. Vincent. Uh, yeah. There also was a TV series and you played yeah. uh, Mr. Vincent in that as well. I feel yeah. like you don't see that a lot when there's adaptations from games to, uh, you know, film and TV. Uh, the voice actors, you know, then getting to play it in real life as well. What was that experience like? How, how, how did that go for you? That was like one of my first gigs out of theater school. That was a very very old project it was a tv series that was basically for kids pretty much that was all about mm-hmm. time travel and they had created a, an app that was a game uh that went along with the tv series so that you know mm-hmm. as the as the kids were watching the um the tv show there was moments within the show that were interactive that they would ask you to open your act at a precise mo- your app at a precise moment and there was things that you could you know play on your game that would affect things that happen on the screen and um, so it was sort of an interactive app game that was created in, in, in partnership with the TV show. And I think, yeah, I think we're, we're starting to see more and more stuff like that, you know, how can uh, interactive stuff and how, how we can kind of uh, use apps and games to, to connect with TV shows. Um, so, um, yeah, it's cool. I gotta ask, I gotta, I gotta get the real insider information here. I think, the two versions of Hawkeye that I think most people are familiar with right now would be yours and then Jeremy Renner's from the movies. Mm-hmm. If those mm-hmm. two Hawkeyes in like the multiverse met, which <laughs> Hawkeye's walking out of there the winner? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think 
from from what I've seen, you know, I think it's no surprise that Jeremy Renner is now doing this TV series, which I'm sure you guys have heard about, which is mm-hmm. Hawkeye TV series. And uh, I haven't read those scripts. I haven't, you know, done a ton of research about what's going on there. But Hawkeye has a really interesting origin story. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it deserves, you know, some kind of a film or a TV series. So I don't know if in Jeremy Renner's TV show, it's going to have, you know, him growing up as a kid with his brother and then joining the circus and, and doing all that stuff. But that's certainly a really interesting story. And I hope somebody takes that up. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It seems like in, in the in the movies of the Avengers and all that, it's a, it's a much older, more mature Hawkeye that is later in his career. And I feel like in the video game, it seems like he's a little bit younger. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's quite reached the 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 places where, where our uh, Avengers movies have taken Hawkeye. You can choose yourself if you want. We won't tell anybody. You know, when you look ahead now, is is this something that you hope to to stay involved with and, and see where Hawkeye goes in the in in the, the game universe that they've created here? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, those are things that they've already mentioned that, you know, apart from of course you know, continuing to introduce new characters. I think, you know, uh, based on the success of dir- different DLCs and, and as time goes by, um, they certainly have the door open for characters to come back and tell other DLC stories and maybe pair up with other characters to tell different stories. So I'm excited that, at the possibility of potentially coming back and re-exploring this character or, or playing a different character. Who knows? Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I look forward to also... You know, whenever whenever Grey's Anatomy, you know, wraps up for me and I'm a free agent again to be able to spend more time working in the game community because it's one that's given so much to me. So I just feel like I have so much to give back. Is there a character like in your dream world? Is there another Aventor character you'd love to see Hawkeye team up with? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Maybe we'll, cir- we'll circle back to that. Maybe we'll circle back. <laughs> <laughs> Let me let me ask then real quick. Uh, outside of Marvel and, and this huge game and being able to play this character, is there another character from a different series or or just something that you would enjoy playing or just exploring a character? Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess like the little boy in me like loved the, those Final Fantasy series, and I yes play you know like Cloud or or some of those like very iconic. Um, characters in those Final Fantasy series. Um, that would be really cool. Um, I love the Uncharted series, you know, mm-hmm. Drake, all those characters, his brother, um, you know, those are amazing, amazing characters. Um, so it's those, it's those games where you, you kind of, you get drawn into the story and the acting and the scenes and then all mm-hmm. the bullets start flying at you and you're like, oh, right, this is a video game. Oh my God. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of, you, you allow your controller to drop, you know, and you kind of sit yeah. back and, forget, and you're like, you think you're watching a movie or a TV show and then, and then, yeah, you got to pick up your controller because people are trying to shoot you and kill you. So, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of characters that I'd, I'd, I'd love to play, but just, you know, the, the classic kind of, first person shooters that get all that multiplayer fandom are, are great, but they often to me lack story. So I don't invest too much time in them. They're fun to play with friends, but I, I like the more narrative storytelling games. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Giacomo, again, we don't want to, we don't want to take up too much more of your time. Uh, tell us, where can we find you over on the socials? Um, my incredibly complicated, extremely Italian name, Giacomo underscore <laughs> D. Um, that's for Instagram. Um, and then Giacomo underscore KG on Twitter. And um, yeah, I'll see you there. And I can't wait to hear what you guys think about the game. Absolutely. Thank you again, Giacomo. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode. We appreciate it. Don't forget, check us out over on Lamb Parties Pod at Twitter uh, at Lucas Egan or Smitty2447. Uh, thank you guys again. We hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. And you know what it is. We love your faces. 